Hello, horror fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh! The Horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can check out our website. Sure. Ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Where you can see our entire season one yes. catalog. And our bits and pieces for season two. <laughs> As we're limping into season two. <laughs> Episode 55. Yeah. We, um, we're we doing our Cult of the Month. We are. This is your first installment of the Cult of the Month Club. Yeah. Because we were talking about doing cults this year. Yes. And we're like, yeah, when should we pull that out? And then we realized that we could easily do one cult a month and call it the, the cult, cult of, of the, the month. month Club. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like the jelly of the month club, but better. Yeah, but better. Yeah. You know, this will uh, damage your self-confidence, your self-esteem. But it won't give you diabetes. Well, <laughs> some some may. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, if you're drinking too much of a sweet punch or something like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Nexium today. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. This hits deep on a lot of levels for me. I thought I knew what I was in for. Yeah. Turns out, not so much. I did a lot of homework with this before we were even talking about doing a podcast because I was interested of it because we have a kind of uh, a home experience. We do. Um, um, look me a little more. Right. Uh, you were a bit passive. To be honest, no. my first introduction to Nexium as even being a thing was mm. the CBC podcast, Escaping Nexium. Yeah. And then shortly after that, uh, the chick that was in the CBC podcast, Sarah Edmondson, yeah. she's kind of been... She the, did the vow. She did the vow, but yeah. she's kind of been this vocal-ish type catalyst yeah. to... If if you maneuvered some... Well, here's the funny thing with Nexium is you could be into this stuff, like cults and horror mm -hmm. topics, mm -hmm. like stuff that we do mm -hmm. on the show, and you could, for one way or another, like dodge Nexium. It's, yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not well known like a lot of the others, yeah. but... But that's what people kind of have the holy shit moment with is because once you start getting into it, you're like, holy cow. Yeah. So basically, Nexium was um, in the capital region of Albany. Yes. That's what they call it. They for, kept calling it. For people it. that are not in New York, you know, because basically it was based out of Clifton Park. Yes. But they did have an Albany office. They did. So and every article said it was out of Albany, yeah. New York. And then they would be but, like, well, it's from the capital area. And yeah. then they'd be like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so lived in Clifton Park, where really they lived, They most of them were in Half well, Moon. Keith, Keith Rainier lived in Clifton Park. And, yeah. And that's where they all seem to settle is wherever he was. Yeah. And and well, I and I say he lived there. there. He lived in a house that was over there. I don't yes. know if he owned the house or probably not because, well, we'll get into all that. But yes. my first exposure to it mm -hmm. 
was when I was working for a company in Schenectady mm-hmm. and these uh, two girls, I'll say young ladies, they were- Were they their, trying to rec- recruit you for their, their executive their 20s. success program? No, we were in, we were in the break room just kind of chilling and hanging out. And basically they start bringing up this, uh, this course that they've been doing mm-hmm. and they were talking to some other ladies yeah. and, and I like looking back at it now, I mean, they were definitely like the, the candidates, so to speak, just bad self-image, Yep. no self-confidence, yep. all that type of stuff that just kind of feeds these programs feed off to it. And that, and that's what caught my ear with it at first. Cause they were like, Oh, it's, it's called the executive success program. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what's it like? And they go, well, you know, and they start explaining all the stuff that we'll explain a right. little later. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then they rattle off the price. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I'm like, sounds a little weird. And they're yeah. like, well, no, we do all these things. You know, we go and we hang out, we play volleyball. It's right by your place in Clifton park, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, uh, and I was just like, yeah, no, nah. I'm like, that sounds a little that sounds Hinky. a little off, you know. <laughs> and then I started asking more questions about it, and they're bringing up Keith, and they're talking about like how amazing like Keith is and all that stuff. And I was just like, ah, I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you, because you know me, yeah, I'm as honest as it fucking gets. I'm like, it kind of sounds like a cult. No, it's not a cult. It's not like a cult at all. And and uh, and then the defense mechanism thing came yep. into play, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, no, deep down inside, I'm like, that's a cult. Never spoke to me again. Yep. After it. And that's when I knew I was like, those poor girls, you know, I'm like, for whatever reason. uh, But those are points in life where, you know, you go off to the left, they go off to the right, you know, and, and and you move on. So then the funny part of it is, is, you know, you and I were together at that point Mm. and, and I didn't think much of it. It was a break room encounter. Right. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. Never heard any of it since then. Right. None of it. And then we're hanging out and we heard about when he got tossed into or he got arrested. Yeah. And they and and all that stuff. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, like, wait a second. You know, I was like, I I know about this. I'm like, holy I remember bringing it up to you um because the the podcast came out right around the time he got arrested. Yeah. And I was like, did you know about this cult in Clifton Park? And you were like, no, I didn't, but. (laughs) (laughs) I had a hunch. These chicks in the break room were talking about it. I had a hunch. And then, like, I heard the whole details of what we're going to get in. I was just like, whoa. So let's dive in. I've got four sources, a rollingstone.com article, a Keith Raniere wellness scam sex cult, a New York Times article, the Nexium Timeline, an Esquire.com article, what is uh, Nexium sex cult celebrity stars, the, and it's, it's essentially for when the vow came out. And then NewYorkTimes.com, Keith Raniere, Nexium restitution. Gotcha. And Wiki. Because okay. I had to get no, his, I, his date of birth. Yeah. And and, well, I like doing Wiki just to get kind of like the ground running like where do i need to go yeah what, which direction so, so i knew what you were going to do right away yep. you were going to do kind of the rooter to tutor yes type thing with it so i stuck around the outside and found some things and basically where i ended up going was uh there's this place called cult uh education institute <laughs> so i went there of it's, course you did it's a real thing <laughs> uh and then 
I got two papers which were interesting because they were from 2003. Okay. They were dated back. Mm -hmm. And it was a forensic uh, psychiatrist evaluating uh, the executive success program. Mm -hmm. His name's John Hockman, MD. And uh, I did also another one from, it's a, I, I, I don't even know the site. It's a edu- It's like a college site. I'm okay. going to go with, uh, it's probably, uh, if I had to take a guess, University of California, just by the way the address looks. And uh, this one was a critical analysis of the executive sex- success program, and that was also in 2003. Okay. I also, um, some psychology, like psychologist world stuff to pull the okay. psychology stuff in. And then I got a copy of the executive success program training manual. You were so excited. You're like, that, yeah. that big binder that Sarah had in, uh, in the vault. I got it. I got it. Yeah. And then I read it. Oh, <laughs> holy. We'll get to that. Yeah. So kick it off. Okay. Uh, who's Keith Rainier? Keith, uh, Rain- Keith Allen Rainier was born August 26th, 1960 to James Rainieri. His dad was born 1932, died yeah. in 2020. Uh, he was a New York City advertising executive, and his wife, Vera Oship- Oshipko, yeah. she was born 1931, died 1978, and she was a ballroom dancing instructor. Yep. Ren- when Ranieri was five, he and his family relocated from Brooklyn to Suffern, New York, and at around eight years old, his parents separated. Ranieri attended Suffern High School for ninth grade before transferring to Rockland Country Day School in Congers. Mm. He graduated in June 1978, two months prior to his 18th birthday. And in 1982, Ranieri graduated from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, RPI, with a 2.26 GPA, having failed or barely passed many of the upper-level math and science classes he bragged about taking. And I included this because throughout the whole thing, they talk about how he's the smartest oh, he's man alive. He's the smartest he, man yes, ever, yeah. period. So, the end. Yeah, so through the 1980s... End of podcast, folks. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Through the nineteen good choices. <laughs> through the nineteen eighties, Ranieri was involved with the MLM company Amway. Mm-hmm. Heidi Hutchinson recalled that during the late eighties, Ranieri was fascinated by Amway, Scientology, and neurolinguistic programming. What a mix that is right there. I think that tells you everything you need to know about Keith Ranieri. Yeah. He also worked as a computer programmer for New York State's Division of Parole, which does not give me any warm, fuzzy feelings no. at all. No. Like, none. <laughs> so, then he, in 1990, he came up with this Consumers Byline Inc. And it, it was his own MLM, mm-hmm. multi-level marketing company. It was a uh, it was at a CBI pitch meeting that Ranieri met a future, well, girlfriend for all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah. But she kind of becomes instrumental because if it weren't for his connection with her, he wouldn't meet, he wouldn't have met Nancy Saltzman, who was his co-founder for Nexium. Yeah. So she became a uh, top seller for the organization with her then husband. So Natalie and her son later moved to Clifton Park, New York, to be near Ranieri. 
Her marriage ended shortly thereafter, and Natalie and Ranieri dated for the next eight years. CBI's operations were restricted in 1993 after the company was investigated by 20 states, so no big deal. That year, New York State filed a lawsuit alleging the organization was a pyramid scheme. CBI was uh, permanently shut down in September 1996 by the Attorney General of New York after being investigated by 25 states. So five additional states joined in. Ranieri signed a consent order permanently barring him from promoting, offering, or granting participation in a chain distribution scheme and ordering him to pay a $40,000 fine. He essentially signed a contract and, stating that he wouldn't do any more Yeah, no, he had a MLM. deal and he's like, I'm not going to do this yeah. anymore. I promise crossies. And what does he do? In 1994, <laughs> he starts, the, or he becomes affiliated with the National Health Network. Yeah. He created National Health Network, again, a multi-level seller of vitamins. Yeah. And that business failed in 1999. In the mid-1990s, following the failure of Consumers Byline and National Health Network, Ranieri and Natalie opened a health food store and cafe in upstate New York. It was through this business that Natalie met Nancy Saltzman, who had visited the store to find relief for her chronic constipation. To which Nancy said, Natalie said, she was quite literally full of shit. So Salzman touted herself as an expert in NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, which if you recall, is one of the three things, aside from Amway and Scientology, that Ranieri had a boner over. Yeah. So that's a form of therapy. Isaac Asimov too, but we'll get to that later. That uses tactics such as body language mirroring and hypnotherapy to help followers overcome personal obstacles. It has largely been dismissed as pseudoscience. She offered to give Ranieri and Natalie private NLP sessions to help them with their relationship issues, which I'm just going to say that Ranieri and Natalie. Natalie broke up. So clearly the NLP did wonders. Yeah. Yeah. But this led to Ranieri taking private meetings with Salzman in the back of the health food store. Yeah. So Nexium was founded in Albany in 1998 by Keith Ranieri. Well, the executive success program was first. That, I didn't the I, have that. Yeah, in the idea, and, and from what I read, it goes executive success program and then right into Nexium. Because I have Nexium founded in 1998, and in 2000, Ranieri receives the patent for the executive success program. So I'm betting they kind of started No, it is true, and this is where Isaac Asimov comes into play, because he had the idea for Nexium for a long time. It was just something pondering in his head. And the Isaac Asimov thing, like, I didn't have that connection until I started doing research on this. Mm-hmm. And he had a huge boner over Isaac Asimov's uh, uh, foundation series books. It's a mm-hmm. trilogy. Mm-hmm. And there's this one, it's called The the Second um, the second Frontier or something like that. Okay. And and that book, like, once, once I said, because I read those books, they're really good books. And oddly enough, Apple uh, Plus... 
mm-hmm. is doing a series on right. Frontier, and that's the Isaac Asimov uh, series. And his whole idea and basis for Nexium was founded literally off of that Isaac Asimov book. Yeah. Not ESP, the Executive Success Program. That's with him and Nancy. Right. But the whole idea of Nexium itself, this is where people want to know how premeditated it was. It was a long time ago. He read this book and he didn't have the name Nexium and all that, but he right. had this idea and it spawned from literally right. that book. So Nexium was founded in Albany in 1998 by Keith Ranieri, who served as the group's spiritual guru and leader also referred to as Vanguard within the organization. He co-founded it with Nancy Salzman, and she's known as the organization's prefect. Yeah. So those were their titles within the group. In 2000, Ranieri filed a patent for the rational inquiry method, which would serve as the basis for executive success program or ESP. Ranieri's reputation as the smartest man alive, combined with Salzman's credentials as a nurse and NLP expert, allowed the group to gain the support of many high-profile supporters fairly early on, most notably Claire and Sarah Bronfman, the heiresses to the Seagram's liquor fortune. They would later go on to spend nearly $140 million bankrolling the group's lawsuits against Natalie and other detractors. So he took a page right out of Scientology. If you left, they fair gamed you. They would sue you. They would harass you. They would steal your your mail. Yeah, but not as as heavy as Scientology. Now, here's the funny thing. The Seagram's girls tried to get their dad into it. And he said, and there was an interview, he goes, fucking cult yeah he said it was a cult and then that broke that whole gap away yeah it's awesome yeah the patented esp quote-unquote technology allowed ranieri to couch the group's methods by basing them in quote-unquote rational thought says josh block an investigative journalist and host of the CBC uh, podcast, Escaping Nexium. Really good listen if you guys dig this whole topic. It was was pretty good because he goes into it. I could see how that would sound very attractive to someone who might be turned off by flaky or non-scientific messaging. So essentially, they had the right, I don't know, I don't know, like the right words to to reach the right people to bring them in. So well, he was able to sell it to the people he needed to sell it to. Yeah. To, to I'll get touch it to into go. all that psycho mumbo jumbo <laughs> So executive success program, the patented technology that served as the basis of the curriculum, was little more than a melange of psychotherapeutic and self-help teachings with a dash of early wellness industry speak thrown in. It has been referred to as a combination of the 1970s self-help program, EST, which is Earhart's Seminars Training. That was an organization founded by Werner Earhart in 1971 that offered a two-week, six-day, 60-hour course known officially as the EST Standard Training. And this seminar aimed to, quote-unquote, transform one's ability to experience living so that the situations one had been trying to change or had been putting up with clear up just in the process of life itself, end quote. An EST website claims that the training brought to the forefront the ideas of transformation, personal responsibility, 
accountability, and possibility, along with objectivism, the ideological system founded by neoliberal icon Ayn Rand. What Rand advocates is an approach to life that's unlike anything you've ever heard before. Selfishness, in her philosophy, means follow reason, not whims or faith. Work hard to achieve a life of purpose and productiveness. Earn genuine self-esteem. Pursue your own happiness as your highest moral aim. Prosper by trading others as individuals, trading value for value. Mm-hmm. At the dawn of our lives, writes Rand, we seek a noble vision of man's nature and of life's potential. Rand's philosophy is that vision. Explore it for yourself. Um, a objectivism, a philosophy for living. In yeah, life. yeah. I There's some stuff that you see Ayn Rand in there, other stuff. I think it was a small basis of it. But in short, how they got people in was the executive success program. Yes. That was the intro. Yes. And it was a basically like a 16 day, mm-hmm. 10 hours a day, and it was a large group awareness type of training. Right. And then what they would have is that would be basically this filter to get everybody into the group, quote unquote. Right. And then after that, they would have intensive courses mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and this would also, um, Keith would have involvement with the participants after the executive success program. But right. they talk about Keith, but Keith wasn't much involved in that. Like you went to a meeting, they pitched the executive success program yep. and they either got your 7,500 bucks, yep. which is how much it cost to do it, yep. to do this 16 day, 10 hour course. Mm-hmm. And basically it's a self-help course. Yep. <clears throat> and that's how they weeded out say people like myself that would walk in and be like, oh, this is horse shit. Yeah. And then they'd get these others that are devoted on some level yeah. and, and go from there. And again, later on, I'll explain it because I read, I read it all. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's basically how it started. And it's kind of like Scientology's bridge. Like yeah. you do the executive success program and then you can well, they had, move uh, up a level. They had sash and outfits. Then, yeah. Outfits the with the sashes. Yeah. And, you know, basically that's... Um, You're just working your way through. It's kind of like Taekwondo and earning your different colored belts. Well, yeah. And I mean, honestly, there's a lot of places that do that that aren't cultish, you know? Yeah. I mean, and this is, again, people interpret this in a lot of different ways. But the fact is, it's like, yeah, the military. Yeah. You know, where you start as a private and you yep. boom, boom, you boom, 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 boom up, all yeah. the way up. Go through the ranks. Other religions have this where you're in different parts, you know, and... MLMs have the same thing. You work your way up. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like one's, uh, you know, maybe just a salesperson. The other one's like, you know, platinum. Yeah. This you usually and... start as like a consultant. Yeah. And then you're a yeah. distributor. No, and then you're just... uh, like a regional um, yeah. director. But, but there's a difference if you're selling teacups versus self-help programs. Correct. And that's where this has this issue with it and mm-hmm. and and it's all really in the in the hands of the holder of what their morality is correct ultimately yes if they have good morality it can go in a good direction right because this did help a lot of people right i mean it's not like uh that's where i recommend watching the vow yes because i think the vow gift wraps the whole cult thing perfect it truly does episode one you're like i'm in yeah, how do Where I do sign I sign up? up? This? this is great, you yeah. know. And then it takes the dip. And you're like, you know, 
Wait, Whoa. What? But I thought like that was the genius of the vow. Yes. I really thought it was. Like I remember watching that first episode and I turned you, I'm like, these guys are fucking brilliant. Yes. Because they made this look just like the eyes of someone who's in it. Yep. And and what they were doing. Or how someone gets in it. Yeah, yeah. how someone gets the in allure. it. The allure. They were the only ones, in my opinion, of because I've watched a lot of documentaries on these cults. Yes. And I think they were the only ones that really just had, had that genius first they, episode. They did sell it very well. Yeah, and if you were somebody that would be prey to this, yeah. you'd be like, where do I sign? It was funny because when it came out and... I subscribe to a ton of podcasts mm-hmm. and it's funny because it was making its way through the podcasts and they and they all talked about how in that first episode of the vow, they were like, you know, you're watching this episode and, and, and it's so funny because they're like, I was in, I was all in. I was yeah. like, how do I, how do I sign <laughs> up? Yeah. But this, uh, <laughs> this ESP course, the tuition was $7,500. Or six grand if paid two weeks in advance. They had a five-day intensive too, which was twenty-seven hundred bucks, and a pre-registration discount would be twenty-one sixty. They had a whole price program for it. Yeah. Then they had a three-day intensive, which would be uh, Friday four to ten, Saturday eight to nine. Oh. Yeah, that's thirteen hours. No, thank you. And then Sunday nine a.m. to six p.m. and tuition twelve hundred dollars. Uh, for that. And that's the one that they talked to me about. Oh, was the three day? Was the three day intensive. And and my warning sign with it was 13, 13 hours, hours. On a Saturday. On a Saturday. Yeah. Because you're, and, and the thing is, is you're doing, think about it. This is, again, this is where you got to really think. Because what this podcast is aimed here is that there are people that are in a race to control your mind. Yes. Whether it's advertisements for a car, whether it's social media and you're just checking out some friends. Your mind is for sale now more than it's ever been. Yes. A political ideology. Your mind is the biggest commodity. It is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And they have these data warehouses that store every little nook and cranny. You think all them surveys you're doing on social media is just for fun? Uh. I'm I'm a former (laughs) IT security compliance analyst. And I will tell you, nope. Yeah. It's all used against you. Yes. Not for you. No. Against you. Yes. And and not to get too crazy tinfoil hatted, but like this three day intensive, think about it. You're going Friday, you're done with work on Friday. Mm-hmm. Or you leave early and right. you go right to this thing. It's four to ten. Yeah. You get home and then you're there the next day at eight AM and you're to nine PM. And then after 9 p.m., Sunday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And the whole point is is to exhaust you. Yes. Because when you're exhausted, you make terrible decisions. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Timeshares. Yes. When they say, oh, you go to this timeshare thing, it doesn't cost a thing, and you'll get like a free laptop. And you go there, and it's like this thing that's like a 1980s calculator. They did calculator. That to us. Well, yeah, no. Yeah. And everybody will get hooked into it at one point. But we didn't leave buying a timeshare. No, we didn't. But you got some people that are just so exhausted. They're tired. They're not thinking correctly. Yeah, and they're they, like, what do I got to do to get the fuck out of here? Yeah, they bank on that. Yeah. And, and yep. that's where it starts as soon as this course. Yep. They knew exactly what they were doing. 100%. 100%. And in short, with these classes, 
reading the uh the the whole the whole course i get where who they were feeding off of yes. i mean i read uh on the the cult um it was like a oh what was it uh i don't nah, the cult education.com yes. site they had um uh, a forum in there with some posts of people that went to this course in like 2007 or said I went to it in the nineties. And they said, basically it's the same group that's in there. There'd be like 30 people, 25 are women. Yep. And I'm not trying to bag on women, but I'm just saying you're, you gotta be careful. Yes. Cause again, there's a war for your mind. There's a war yes. to own your mind for whatever reason. Like I said, whether it's to sell a car or to have this guy sleep with you. Yeah. But it was 25 of them would be women, mm -hmm. all with self-esteem issues, yes. self-worth problems. Yep. Now you're in this thing. And the first thing they teach you on this is how to shake hands. Yeah. And you think that's stupid. Mm -hmm. But really, it's genius. Mm -hmm. This gets into what Nancy, who built the course, you can see the shrink part yeah. of it. They taught you literally how to shake hands. And mm -hmm. it's a good way to shake hands. Right. But they also taught a trick way where they were showing that it's a unique way to shake hands that only a Nexium person would shake hands like. Right. So it's this it's already baked in the cake on lesson one. Yeah. And and here's the thing. They talk about uh the difference between morality, honesty, mm -hmm. integrity, mm -hmm. and and they they you can see the little culty splashes where, you know, Jen, you could be honest and full of integrity at the same time. Mm -hmm. And how you do that is you're only honest about a little bit of things mm -hmm. because everything you're honest about is, has integrity to it. Right. And if you didn't tell them something, well then they didn't know. Mm -hmm. And this creates this whole thing of what we talk about is honest and the integrity thing is secondary right and it's all about honesty and then the integrity is of things they talk about and what they mean and it just goes step for step for step mm -hmm. so if you're done with the first course and you learn this whole thing and how to shake hands make eye, con eye contact this is basic stuff to build your self-esteem right self uh self-esteem self it's it, it's basic stuff maintain eye contact firm handshake mm -hmm. uh they t teach about mirroring yeah. You know, so if you're in a bad mood, you get down to their mood. And what mm -hmm. they're teaching you is how to control the conversation. Right. And and this shit works. Yeah. It's 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 worked forever. And so you leave out of these three day intensives and you feel great. Right. You feel in control of your life. You feel in control yes. of everything. But what they did is they 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 saw out someone who was destroyed to begin with or broken. Right. And what they said is, is you're like this because we did it. Yeah. You're, you're, you have this. And if this... you think this is good, you should do this other intensive course. Right. If you think this was good, you should try the five day. And yeah. if you think that was good. And the levels yeah. keep going up yep. and keep going up. And that's when newsflash, you're in a cult. Yeah. Because then when you try to get out of it, if that group of your friends, you know, like the other sign is, this is the biggest sign I think of a cult, period, is when... You're talking in a group and you say, you know what, my, a friend of, you know, say you and I are in it and you come to me and you're like, you know, hey, my brother was asking me a lot of questions about this and I just, I'm trying to figure out how to answer him. And you just like, look, just don't even talk to him. 
Yeah. Don't I even think talk the to him. Biggest. You the, can't talk to him because he he doesn't understand. He doesn't it. get it. He'll never yeah. understand it. You know. And then once I, it creates that us and them thing. Yes. You're in a bad situation. Yes. And and honestly, folks, take a look around today. There's a lot of that going on. There is us versus them. Yes. Because. I can't even explain it to you anymore. Right. And I'm not going to bring up I certain things, think, but there's a ton of it around. I think the un, the biggest tipper for me is when you say, you know what? I'm just, I'm not, I'm not into this anymore. I, I think I want to leave. Their reaction to you leaving oh, yeah. is your biggest indicator of whether or not you're in a cult or not. Oh yeah. Because leaving a cult is like not an option or they turn on you instantly where yeah, you, if, you if you're your not in a cult and, and you leave, like, you know, if you were in a volleyball group and you're just like, you know what? I don't have the time to do this anymore. They could give two shits. Yeah. They go on about their, but you could still have lunch day. with somebody Correct. or, or yeah. anything like that. You can like still that. be friends with them. You can yeah. still hang with them. Yeah. But that no, doesn't happen. Once the severed connections and, yeah. and definitely the severed connections with family. And that's where I'm saying it's even before you want to leave. Yeah. It's when, you know, like I said, it, that would be a common conversation where you'd just be like, look, I got a relative or a friend yes. that's asking a lot of these questions and I don't know how to answer them because yes. you would go to this higher authority yes. that's in the group and then that higher authority would say, look, frame it this way, say it this way, mm -hmm. and they tell you exactly how to think, yep. how to act, how to, you know, and then how to react in every situation. If they're telling you how to do all that stuff. They're telling you how you, you are inserted into this patriarchal yes. system where you're now just constantly going to the source and you're not you're not in control of your life anymore. You're no. not in control of your decisions. And, it, and it's a slippery slope. It's just those little steps. Yeah. Because in the uh, in the training programs towards the end, towards the end, it's, you know, well, the vanguard is this and like they dip it in there. Yeah. And again, it's to filter out the chaff. Like I said, because if I was in there, I'd be like, well, I ain't going to. No. I'm out of here. No, thank you. But you got others that are like, wow, if it's this good, I can't imagine like, yeah. you know, the intensives and this and that. And, and there's people that do it. And then you get a group of people and this is it as well. Someone who has no self-worth or anything doesn't have a, a, uh, a group of people that. They don't have the support system. Yeah. They don't have, a, they don't have a support system around them. This is fodder for them. Yeah. I mean. And that's actually why they choose them. Oh Yeah. So Nexium was an old bag of tricks, repackaged, regurgitating universal truths about how to improve yourself and how to look closer at the things that are getting in your way of success and your fears, says Diane Benscotter, a cult expert who has closely worked with former members. Taya Banks, a former Nexium member in its early years, says that after she left the group, she recognized many ESB techniques in the book Stress Management for Dummies. So that's great. Yeah. Underneath that thin patina of pseudoscience, the leader of Nexium had some pretty strange ideas. Chief among them were his theories about gender, which emerged into sharper relief as the group gained influence. One thing that was taught was that men, biologically, by their nature, are primitive. They want to propagate. They want to create more children to create a tribe, says Barbara Boucher a former Ranieri girlfriend and high-ranking Nexium member who left the group in 2009. 
So men and their biological chemistry were prone to want to have multiple partners, whereas women, based on their biological nature, were at home in the cave caring for people. But as Nexium grew and Ranieri gained, um, expanded his reach, his views on the biological differences between men and women became more difficult to ignore. Jeunesse, the women's group co-founded by Kafritz in 2007, taught that men inherently had more character and fortitude than women, who were more pone, uh, prone to flightiness and quote-unquote game-playing, a Ranieri term for deceit and manipulation. Yeah. The male equivalent to Jeunesse, the Society of Protectors, or SOP, took those theories to the next level. According to one former member who testified at the trial, a co-ed SOP module gave female members tiaras, or princess wands, for being too princessy, while one woman wearing a low-cut top to a meeting was given a blue ribbon for showing off her quote-unquote udders. It's difficult to pinpoint exactly what, what attracted women to this type of messaging. Part of its success was attributable to the fact that Ranieri was well-versed enough in the language of corporate female empowerment for his misogyny to escape notice. Indeed, a large part of what attracted women to Nexium was Ranieri openly advocating for women in leadership roles. Quote, his thing was always that the company would be better if there were women in power because women are stronger, women are this, women are that, Natalie says, end quote. Of course, Ranieri did not install women in high-ranking positions within Nexium because he thought they were smarter or stronger or better qualified. He did it, says Natalie, because he believed, quote, women were easier to control, yeah. end quote. But it's easy to see how a female recruit could see the largely female executive board and assume that the company promoted the interests of women. There was a lot of optics there. Yeah. And there's also the fact of it gets back to this is a trait that women have that men don't have. Mm -hmm. Is this women are seeking a connection. Yes. To things. Yes. And and this is where I think the the baseline of Keith's motives here. Yeah. He would talk to each woman individually. Yes. So he would approach a woman and just, so what's going on in your life? Mm -hmm. And what's, and he would yes. just find that thing to make a connection. Yes. And it could be anything, whether the, uh, she has a sick cat. Right. You know, and just doesn't know what to do with it or just struggle with an ex-boyfriend or whatever. He would find that and yeah. make that connection. And once that connection's there, then there's that relationship. Yes. And this is a big thing. This is a big thing for women. Yes. It really is. And this is where you got to be careful who you put your faith into, who exactly. you put your trust into, because you have someone like this. I mean, he literally was a shark swimming in a minnow. Oh, yeah. In a minnow pond. Yeah, you know, I he mean, was. Full of minnows. And he just opened his mouth. Yep. Gulp, gulp, gulp. Mm -hmm. and, and just next. Yep. Next. Yep. Next. And then had this group. And... And this is where the mind control stuff of the executive success program would come in because you had the long hours. Yep. They would say right into the the, uh, the ESP program that uh, participants are told uh, to promise not to tell non-participants of what they're learning right. in the intensives. Yeah. And that brought into secrecy. So he's just bringing them in closer and closer. Uh, there was uh, this effect of what's also in mind control of uh, idiosyncratic vocabulary on communication, which means like you have your own language. Right. The group has their own language. So just no one's going to get it. 
neutralization of criticism from group participants uh, from their family and friends early on. It's in the book. Yeah. And then there's the rituals and regalia with the whole sashes yeah. and the vanguard and, oh, yeah. you know, all that. And then there was just this required daily contact with superiors and it was framed as personal growth. You have this in companies to call one-on-ones. Yes. Yeah. But he would have these all the time. Yeah. And he was a genius with it too because he'd say, hey, Jen, I want to have a, I want to have a, 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 a one-on-one or a daily contact with you today. Mm-hmm. And you'd get all excited. You're like, yeah, I got a ton of stuff I want to talk to Keith oh about. Oh my God, Vanguard wants to see me. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. I, and I want to talk to him. There's some things I want to make this connection with. Mm-hmm. And then he would be like right at the last minute, like an hour or whatever. He'd say, oh, I can't do it today. We'll have to postpone it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so now the want just increased yeah. even more. And, and he was just a genius of this right. to get each person at the right distance where they were craving it to talk to him. So when they came in for the final talk, they were just hungry, hungry to, to talk to him. But as you were saying. <laughs> Yet the misogyny inherent in Ranieri's teachings also appealed to some women on a much deeper level. Some of the women in Nexium had come of age in an era of like the body positive dove ads and girl power messaging and had largely felt failed by its promises. Having sampled all of the wellness industry offerings on their path to enlightenment, the teas, the classes, the pastel hued self-help paperbacks, the meditation apps, the rose quartz vagina tightening sticks, many felt disillusioned and more spiritually depleted than before. For many of these women, the goal wasn't so much toward enlightenment or even fulfillment so much as it was feeling just some semblance of okay. But the journey toward self-love proved so exhausting that the prospect of simply accepting their biological fate and ceding all of their power to men proved not just alluring, but irresistible. This seems to have been especially true for women like Mac, whom a friend friend described to the New York Times as someone, quote, constantly uh, searching for something that was missing in her life, end quote. Um, However, Mac didn't respond to this particular article's uh, author for comment. She started taking Nexium classes in 2006 when she was 23 in the hopes that she could learn to become a better actress. After Smallville ended in 2011, she struggled to find work and began to immerse herself even deeper into Nexium, withdrawing from her friends and family members. One of the witnesses at trial, former board member Mark Vicente, testified that he viewed Mac as, quote, unbalanced and became concerned about her mental health during this time. Mac felt otherwise. In an email to Ranieri, read at trial, she explained how grateful she was to be deep in his thrall, how disappointing her own strides toward self-empowerment had been, how nothing made her feel so powerful as to be made by him to feel powerless. Quote, I spent so much time throughout my life listening to music about being beautiful without doing anything, being an independent woman, being every woman, end quote, Mac lamented, quote, the fierce and phenomenal woman lie is so encouraged and pervasive. It is the root of such pride, such violence, such prejudice, end quote. She then thanked Ranieri for the threesome they had had with another Nexium member the night before. So prior to Nexium, Ranieri's weapon of choice was his small group of, quote, girls, namely 
Unterreiner, Keefe, and most importantly, Caffritz. But as Nexium grew, so too did what prosecutors referred to during the trial as Ranieri's inner circle. There was Mac, Boucher, Caffritz, Uterainer, Keefe, and Bronfman, but also Lauren Saltzman, the daughter of prefect Nancy, a Wayne frail woman with dark circles under her eyes. Nikki Klein, the saucer-eyed blonde Canadian Battlestar Galactica actress, and Rosa Laura Junco, the improbably pretty daughter of a powerful Mexican publisher who was so devoted to Ranieri that she offered him her teenage daughter, Loris, as his DOS slave and virgin successor. Yeah. The women all looked somewhat similar in their early 30s to mid-40s, dark-eyed, tastefully dressed. Above all else, they were slender, almost painfully so. Ranieri was obsessed with controlling women's weight to the degree that some of their fingers became stained with the color of the carrots and squash they exclusively ate at dinner. He was unabashed about weaponizing their insecurities about weight, telling one partner that the extra 10 pounds she'd gained, quote, hurts my heart physically, end quote, and refusing to sleep with her till she shed them. Yeah. So now we're going to get into the timeline of the, we've done the rise, and now we're going to do the the fall. Well, yeah, and you're going to talk about the DOS program, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's the very next thing I discuss. Yeah, yeah. 2017, former members sought an investigation into the group. By 2017, several former members had asked New York State authorities to investigate Nexium. The complainants... Uh, or the complaints focused on a secretive subgroup within the organization called the VOW, or DOS, Dominus Obsequius Sororium, an acronym for a Latin phrase that roughly translates to Lord Master of the Obedient Female Companions or Slaves. The members were branded and some were assigned to have sex with Mr. Ranieri. The Sisterhood, which was billed as an empowerment group, comprised circles, each led by a master who recruited slaves. In time, the subordinates also recruited their own, quote, slaves. The women were required to hand over collateral, embarrassing and incriminating information, including nude photographs that would be publicly released if they disclosed the existence of DOS. That's a big cult maneuver, too. Yes, collateral. the collateral. You know, some form of collateral or some information they have. Again, battle for your mind. Yes. And they will take everything they have of yours and use it against you, yes. not for you. No, against you. So after a report about the branding appeared in the New York Times in late 2017, the authorities began a cr- criminal investigation and Mr. Ranieri moved into a villa near Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. March 26, 2018. Keith Ranieri is charged. At the request of U.S. officials, Mr. Ranieri was arrested in Mexico, where he had been living for five months. At a hearing in Texas, he was sent to Brooklyn to face charges that he forced women to engage in sex. In an affidavit filed as part of the criminal complaint, an FBI agent stated that Mr. Ranieri had maintained a, quote, rotating group of 15 to 20 women with whom he maintained sexual relations. In an eight-page letter, prosecutors said that Mr. Ranieri, quote, has spent his life profiting from pyramid schemes and has otherwise received 
financial backing from independently wealthy women, end quote, like Claire and Sarah Bronfman, heirs to the Seagram's liquor fortune. Bless you. Thank you. So July 24th, 2018, the case against Nexium widened. A superseding indictment charged Mr. Ranieri and five women linked to Nexium, including Ms. Salzman, Claire Bronfman, and Ms. Mack, with racketeering conspiracy, uh, racketeering conspiracy involving a raft of crimes, including identity theft, extortion, forced labor, sex trafficking, money laundering, wire fraud, and obstruction of justice. March 12th, excuse me, 2019, Nancy Salzman, the Nexium co-founder, pleads guilty. Ms. Salzman, who is known to the group's followers as Prefect, was charged with identity theft and altering records to influence the outcome of a lawsuit against Nexium. In federal district court in Brooklyn, Ms. Salzman admitted that she had planned, quote, invasions of privacy, end quote, involving email accounts and altering and the altering of recordings, quote, edited to remove sections we did not want to turn over, end quote, to opponents in a lawsuit. Later in March, her daughter Lauren Salzman pleaded guilty to racketeering and racketeering conspiracy. Nancy Salzman was scheduled to be sentenced on July 10th, 2019. Her her sentencing, however, has since been pushed to a later date, as was Lauren Salzman's. April 8th, 2019, Allison Mack, actress from Smallville, pleaded guilty. Ms. Mack, whose involvement in Nexium boosted the case's profile, pleaded guilty to racketeering and racketeering conspiracy charges related to her role in the organization. Prosecutors dropped charges of sex trafficking and conspiracy to commit sex trafficking and forced labor. In federal district court, Ms. Mack sobbed as she admitted she had lured women into DOS by saying they would be part of a female mentorship program. Instead, officials said, she had recruited them into the society as slaves, and some women were required to have sex with Mr. Ranieri. And the branding. Yeah. Well, they get into that as well. Mm -hmm. She faced up to 20 years in prison on each count to which she pleaded guilty. She was originally scheduled to be sentenced on September 11th, 2019, but that date was postponed twice. April 19th, 2019, Claire Bronfman, a Seagram's heiress, pleaded guilty. Ms. Bronfman pleaded guilty to two charges related to identity theft and immigration fraud. The youngest daughter of Edgar Bronfman, the former chairman of Seagram Company, she was known as Mr. Ranieri's legal enforcer but was not a member of DOS. May 7, 2019, Mr. Ranieri's trial began in Brooklyn. In a six-week trial, prosecutors presented a damning case against Mr. Ranieri. Former members said that as Nexium's curriculum progressed, Mr. Ranieri used psychological manipulation to indoctrinate his followers into obedience. Critics faced retaliation and lawsuits, creating an internal culture with no tolerance for dissent. But much of the trial focused on DOS, which prosecutors said Mr. Ranieri created in 2015 as part of his scheme to provide him with a flow of submissive women. One former member, identified only as Nicole, described how on one day Mr. Ranieri took her to a house, told her to disrobe, blindfolded her, tied her down to a table, then asked her questions about her sexual history while another person performed oral sex on her, she said. Lauren Salzman testified that the women in DOS were subjected to punishments, including being whipped with a leather strap 
or being asked to stand barefoot in the snow. June 19th, 2019, Mr. Ranieri is convicted. Jurors, jurors deliberated less than half a day before finding Mr. Ranieri guilty of all seven counts, including racketeering, sex trafficking, conspiracy, forced labor, identity theft, sexual exploitation of a child, and possession of child pornography. September 30th, 2020, Ms. Bronfman was sentenced to 81 months in prison. Nine of Nexium's victims spoke at the sentencing hearing for Ms. Bronfman in federal court in Brooklyn, where Judge Nicholas G. Garafis gave her a sentence that was longer than prosecutors had requested. At the time, Ronald Sullivan, a lawyer for Ms. Bronfman, said he would appeal the sentence, calling it, quote, unquote, an abomination. Ms. Bronfman was seemingly not wavered, has seemingly not wavered in her loyalty to Mr. Ranieri, writing in an August letter to Judge Garofis that Nexium and Keith greatly changed my life for the better. October 27, 2020, Mr. Ranieri is sentenced to life in prison. Mr. Ranieri's sentencing was the culmination of his fall from grace and included hours of statements from more than a dozen victims. He received 120 years, which is effectively life in prison. Yeah. Mr. Ranieri had accused Judge Garofis of corruption and has demanded a new trial, which the judge has denied twice. He is not sorry for his conduct or his choices, Mr. Ranieri's lawyers wrote in a court filing in September. June 30th, 2021, Ms. Mack is sentenced to three years in prison. In handing down the sentence, Judge Garofis said Ms. Mack had used her celebrity status to quote, recruit and groom, end quote, women as sexual partners for Mr. Ranieri. Ms. Mack will remain subject to home confinement until September when she's scheduled to begin serving her sentence. In a letter to the court, Ms. Mack apologized to the people she had brought into DOS. Quote, I am sorry I ever exposed you to the nefarious and emotionally abusive schemes of a twisted man, end quote. She wrote, adding, quote, I feel a heavy weight of guilt for having misused your trust, end quote. So, then I have a little snippet from July 20th, 2021 by Colin Moynihan. The clandestine branding ceremonies, which is part of DOS, were held at a suburban town in upstate New York. Uh, they were intended to leave scars that served as permanent pledges of loyalty to Keith Ranieri, the leader of the cult-like group Nexium. Women who joined a secretive sect within Nexium called the Vow or DOS were held down on a table as they recited the words, Master, please brand me. It would be an honor, end quote. Then another member of the sect would cauterize Mr. Ranieri's initials into their skin. But some women may now be able to get rid of those scars because at a federal restitution hearing on uh, Tuesday uh, in July, a judge ordered Mr. Ranieri, who was convicted in 2019 of offenses including the sex trafficking and racketeering racketeering to pay total of more than 3.4 million to 21 victims with some of that money being allocated to women to have those brandings removed. Yeah. Like he's going to, I mean, yeah. Money. You know, well, and it gets into the whole, uh, also the, like how things were basically like DOS itself was based on, Latin dominus obscius uh, sororium. sororium. Yeah, means master over slave women. Yeah. And this is where we were talking about with Aleister Crowley, like cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. 
and you know, you can't have this mental discomfort over inconsistency. So you're mm-hmm. going to come up with an excuse yep. to get rid of your uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. And that's really, you know, cause honestly, this is where I'd be different than somebody. If they were talking about this Nexium group, I'd be like, what is, what does NXIVM mean? Yeah. Like why, why just call it Nexium? Mm-hmm. Why, why call it this? Now you hear some of the um, things are pretty clever. I agree with this one. I think it's code for his name, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you look at it, NX, the only word that's in his name there is I, the third letter, which would be the third letter in Keith. Not to get too nerdy on it, but yeah, like the N, if you position the N enough, it has the correct lines to make a K. Mm-hmm. And um, the X has enough lines to make an E because you only make two lines with an E. Yeah. You get the, and then the, unless right. you make it all in one, but yeah. And then the I, and then the V would be the T. Yep. And then the M would be an H. Yeah. You know, use that part of the M for that. Um, you know, one, two, three, uh, something like that. So it, the two lines and yeah. a V for the M would be the one side, yeah. one side, and then instead of the and v, then across the line for the yeah. H. Yeah. yeah. Um, Maybe. Honestly, I think it is. After seeing everything else, I, I'm convinced that he would name it after himself, especially the one bit of respect I have for this guy is right at the end. He's just like, no, nah, I ain't ashamed of it. No. You know, Stand like he fucking stands by all yeah. of it, which I have a bit of respect for that. You it's know, like, you're slime. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. But the fact is, is you're standing right. In, nope. Yeah. He's owning is, his slime and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's and, weird because if you like look at him, he doesn't look at all like he has any sort of. I don't know, like charm or, or he looks like a little geeky nerd. But like, this is, this is where I explain to people like around cults. Cause I've just become this huge cult nerd on mm-hmm. this type of stuff. All these leaders are not really, uh, kind of magnanimous. True. And True. I mean, look at how weird Alistair Crowley looked. Yeah. Look at how weird L Ron Hubbard looks. Yeah. Look at how weird right. Keith looks. Noted. And this is where, again, like just being so uh, just full. This is where, like, if you don't have a lot of confidence and you don't have a lot of Mm self-worth, you've got to fix that. Yeah. Because it's going to be used against you. Yes. Whether you know it or not. Yes. And this is some time in some way, shape, or form. This is things I want to dip into. But other things to look out for this as a cult, there's a lot of pretensions to science. Yes. Like in in the ESP program, reading it, I'm seeing all this stuff. Now, here's the thing, though. This is always an attempt to get instant credibility to this day. Yes. You know, oh, science back this, science yep. back that. But the fact is, is there's no evidence of any validation using scientific methods of anything the group does. Correct. Yes. I'm going to repeat that. Nothing. Yes. And that's, and that's where just people, by saying science just, has approved this oh, or oh, you must know, be. using this scientific method it or must this be. scientific yeah. breakthrough. No. And like, um, uh, uh, if a group has unsubstantiated extravagant claims is, you know, it's proof of the value of this technology. And, you know, the group in this case claimed unprecedented results in training of over 400,000 individuals, they would say. 
in these seminars. Yet their website would only at the time when it was up uh, would just have like a few dozen testimonials. And yeah, that's and I think and that's I'm, one testimonial for every ten thousand participants. I think and, it's also um, and that's to say if they noting did that when they call these trainings or this particular class or whatever it is a technology, one technology sounds more mm-hmm. legit, authentic. But I think that should be your first indicator that this is not on the up and up. Because if you're just taking a class, it should be a class. If you're taking a class on technology, it should actually be about technology, not about, hey, this is the coolest way to shake hands. This is how you can differentiate yourself from the next person. Well, no, and also, like, but here's other cult-like things that they had right from, I'm just pointing out things from the Mm get-go that these are, these are things that I'm reading off the site, but this is stuff that I would have tripped over. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have, I would have had to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Messianic pretensions without discussing the obvious profit motive. Mm-hmm. So the mission of ESP is to develop, and you're going to hear this. You've heard this saying a ton of times with different groups today, an integrated ethical framework of human experience to stop the destruction of value in the world and move humanity forward to remove fear-based activities from the world. Nexium was clearing the planet. How many? No, but I'm just saying, even <laughs> yeah. not to open yeah. a whole big can of worms, but the climate change motive. Uh, yeah. That's this exactly what it is. It's yeah. in everything. And it's presented as a means of saving the world from hunger, theft, dishonesty, envy, and insecurity. Yep. And after stating this, participants are just urged to pledge and to enroll people in the program. Because I'm going to start saying the program because this is how a lot of these groups act. Yeah. Like I said, climate change is one of them. I'm not getting to whether climate change is wrong. It's just personally, yeah. I don't agree with the way they're doing it. Right. Good intentions are praiseworthy, but only to a point. Prior to the world being saved, the only guaranteed result of recruitment and continued seminar enrollment is upfront revenue generation. Right. So- all this stuff to save the world, but you got to pony up some bucks or you got to yeah. give this up yeah. or you got to do this. Yep. The fees are high and they speak for themselves. Members are encouraged to advance in rank, which requires, among other things, more courses, which means more fees. Right. So, again, if you're piling money into this idea yes. or sacrificing your time into this idea, what's the payoff that you see right away that you can touch and feel yes. other than a mission statement. Yes. Because if that's all you get is a mission statement, you're in a hoax. Yes. You're in a, 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 a you're grift. In a, you're in a cult. No, you're Call just your dad. No, at this point you're in a grift. <laughs> yeah. You're in a grift that just sucks your money out. And there's the self coronation of leaders. There wasn't a committee that put him as Vanguard. No, he's he Vanguard. Did. Yeah. He did it. And, and that's, uh, uh, another thing where you got to, you know, be Listen, careful with this stuff. Anyone but- who puts themselves in a position of authority and it's all self-proclaimed, yeah. like, that's it's, a red flag. It's red flags. Yeah. But, like, even how they got these uh, celebrities, which I always used to just sit there and it's like, why would you, yeah. you know, you're a celebrity. You got money. You've got your life straightened out. No, and this don't. just No, and this just goes to show you they don't. Yeah. And- I read this awesome article where they were talking about how like actors, they just, they're at their next job. Yeah. They literally are going from job to job. Yeah. 
And if they don't spend their money right, Nicolas Cage, for example, who's literally cranking out movies that I have think anything just on to survive. it. Yeah. yeah, at this point, it's just to, to get money. Or he was so close to being broke, he's scared to death of being broke. Yeah. And he's just workaholic in his ass off while his yes. name's got some notoriety. And now he's created this great niche where he's the king of shit movies. Correct. So he can be in a shit movie and everybody will watch it because They're it's like, Nick oh my Cage. God, it's a Nick, Nick Cage shit, shit movie. Out. Yeah. And you get a guy like Keith here that comes in and would say, you know, because you got a, an actor that says, you know, I have money, I have name recognition, but I don't feel like I have a deeper sense of meaning. That's mm -hmm. every actor on the planet. Yes, yeah, seriously. I've accomplished many things. I hope, you know, for regarding my career in entertainment, but what about really making a difference in the world? Mm -hmm. This is every fucking actor and yeah. actress on the planet. Or musician, whatever, that yeah, has artist. this type of yeah. celebrity level. Mm -hmm. And Keith jumped all over that and was telling people, yeah, okay, you made movies. You were successful in television. But what about changing the world? Yeah. Hook, line, sinker. Yep. Well, what do you mean? What can you do? Oh, I'll you tell you what you can do. You know, yeah. I'll help you out. Yeah. You I'll know? tell you exactly what you can and do And then to make starts the, the dialogue yep. of what bothers you and just gets that, again, the connection. Yep. And it's in. It's in like Flynn from there. And it's that easy. Well, it turns and out a threesome helps too. <laughs> but this gets into the one thing and then uh, yeah. after this we'll wrap it up. But Solomon Ash, I don't know how many people are familiar with his work, but this was back in the 50s. In the realm of psychology, there's called the Ash Conformity Experiments or the Ash Paradigm. Uh, paradigm. Paradigm. And it's a series of studies directed by Solomon Ash studying if and how individuals yielded to or defied a majority group and the effect of such influences on beliefs and opinions. Yes. Now, this right here is for all the people that will say, oh, I would never join something like that. There's a frequent, I would never do that. There's a frequent yeah. topic that I always talk about on the show and is your biology defines you. Yes. And this is where, again, I say there's a competition for your mind. Yep. There's there's a competition for control of your mind. Yes. And the problem is, is your biology uh, many times is working against you. I And you have to be cognizant of that fact. Case in point, I'll use myself as an example. Growing up, Lifetime, you know, television for yeah. women. Yeah. These were women who were always being beaten, abused, battered, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I just remember saying over and over that I will never live that kind of life. I will yeah. never be a lifetime woman. And yeah, shocker. <laughs> I was in the middle of a horrible marriage when I was like, holy shit, I am a lifetime movie. I'm Marky Post. I was oh like, my God. Damn. Yeah. I'm out. Bye. So so what is interesting about this study he did Yes, is he would get 10 people in a room, yep. sit them all at a table in a line. Yes. So you'd have one, two, three, four, five, six, like right yep. down the line. And what he would do is he had three different groups. Mm -hmm. And he had them all go through a series of like, I think it was like 10 or 20. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Right. Except the ultimate result. But what he would do is there would be three lines yes, on a sheet of paper and there'd be a long line, a medium line and a small line. Yes. And they weren't close. 
Right. They were very definable. Yes. You know. Distinct. And so what they would do is they'd have to the left of this group on a piece of paper, they'd have a line. Right. And they'd say, which one on the group on the right matches it, A, B, or C? Mm -hmm. So what he did, honestly, this was genius. He got 10 people in a line. Yep. And he got nine people in on the idea that they would agree on the right answer for the first three questions. Right. And then the last seven they would all agree on the same wrong answer. Right. Except the 10th person. The 10th person, the tenth had, person he had no idea. The 10th person was oblivious that any of this is going on. Yep. So they would go through. Now he had a control group. Yes. And the control group was everybody just answer it the way you want to. Right. Just there's, answer the question. There's no. Yeah, there's there, no. There's no secret group. Right. There's no, no, you know, none of this stuff. So the control group that doesn't have any kind of prior knowledge of things. Correct. There was a disagreement of like one person. Right. One time. It was like 1%. Yeah. Now here's the fucking scary part. Yes. Is the group where you had nine people in on it. Yep. They do the first three questions correct. And then the fourth question, they would all agree that the answer is B when it's clearly A. Right. Or C. Yeah. Et cetera. And go through there. 30%. 30% or more, anywhere between 30 to 40% would agree with the group. It's right. a peer pressure ex- experiment, right. basically. But it's on its basic level of something that you see that you know is wrong. Right. But you're agreeing with it anyways because the group's agreeing with it. Right. 30%. Yeah. Now, here's the crazy part. Every decade they do this experiment. They've they get done the it, same result. They've done it tons of times. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's women. Actually, women, it was more. Yeah. This was with men back in the 50s. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about it, like hard-nosed men of the 50s. You ain't going to tell me what blah, blah, blah. And they were 30%. Yeah. The women are actually more, and they're saying as it gets up through time, it's even more. This is your biology. This is just for a line. This isn't an idea. I'd love to know what the numbers are now. When it's at a time, I was going to look it up. Yeah, where it's all about fitting in. Oh yeah, yeah. I gaining acceptance of yep. others. You know. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, and that's the thing is they they've they keep doing this experiment. Yep. Many that have gone to psychology, you know, studied yeah. psychology in universities, you should know about this. If you don't, ask yourself why. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest because this is literally a basis of peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's the thing where you got to understand it's it's your biology it's right. that uncomfortableness. There's people that just aren't uncomfortable that are uncom- or that are uncomfortable being against the group. Yes, and they will join the group even if they don't believe in it. Correct. So with that being said, take a good look around you today. Yeah, at everything around you. Yeah. Whether it's the virus, yeah, the news, yeah, political parties, yeah. and I'm not holding one or the other. No, each party. No. Is trying to get yeah. you on this side. Everybody is trying to get every yeah. every group or yeah. every entity is yeah. trying to get is competing for yeah. your mind yep. and your belief structure. Mm-hmm. And this is a time where I hate to say it, but the Ann Rands, yeah, the independent, the you know, this I hear group think and that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Just the word group think. Yeah. Because then you read these things of Solomon Ash 
Yeah. You read these things of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. You read these things of uh, confirmational bias, you know, yeah. and and then group think, you yeah. know. No, thank you. No. Think for yourself. Find yourself around like-minded people. Yeah. And you got to ask yourself in the last five years, mm-hmm. because social media is after your mind. Yes, it They're is. after it in every sense of the word. Like I said- they're I'm actually an, corrupting your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, but they're also trying to shove you into a belief system, whether you d- agree with it or not. And the thing is, like I said, I, I'm a longtime IT security and compliance guy. Mm-hmm. I, I worked on security for eight years in IT, and mm-hmm. I ultimately left because of this crap. Yeah. I mean, I was working at a, a grocery store where they just, I'm sitting in a meeting and they're like, well, uh, what we'd like to do is get this network system up in the in the store. So when someone walks in, now mind you, this was eight years, six seven years ago yeah. at least. When they walk into the store and they join the wireless and the and uh, we'll know exactly what they're using on their phone. Yeah, I'm like, well, you mean for like the the store? No, we just want to know what apps they're using. No, we want to know how they're using them, how long they use them. Yeah, not just in the store, outside of the store. Yeah. I'm like, well, what do you need to know this for? Well, wouldn't it just be great to know? No. And that's the attitude yeah. of it is they don't have an end game with it. They just want to collect all this crap. And then eventually what they'll have is a warehouse information and they'll sell it. Yeah. And that's what these apps for games do. Yes. And that's where I got to give Apple credit where they're like, all right, if you download this app, this is what they're taking from you. Yes. And you can decide there whether you want to release that. Right. Now, the sad part is, is the younger generation is just like, yeah, I don't care about that. I watched a crazy thing with Keanu Reeves. It was like a, a whether they, I know um, Instagram calls them reels. I don't know what it is on Facebook, but he was talking, he was pitching the matrix. Yeah. And he says, uh, they were talking to this, uh, this, these younger kids. And it was like an 18 year old, uh, like a teen, young teenager, like tween and like a seven year old. Mm-hmm. And, None of them have seen the Matrix. Right. So he's like trying to explain right. that there's this guy and he finds out that there's this alternate reality. Right. And that he might be in the alternate reality. You know, yeah. starts going through the whole theme of the Matrix. And the young kid goes, who cares? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, wouldn't you care if there was a reality or something like that? And she's like, no, not at all. And he looks and he goes, isn't that awesome? And I'm like, dude, she's seven. Yeah. She doesn't have to care about reality. She, she doesn't have to care about don't, anything. She doesn't have to care about All anything. All she cares about is, Yeah, but you know. this is where you got to look, talking to the adults mm-hmm. in this podcast, this is where they're trying to get to where they really want to just change your reality. Yeah. And it's working. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. absolutely working, you know, because they want to create a metaverse. They want to get into all. And what does the metaverse offer you? So this is me, the IT guy, talking to you as an IT salesperson. Mm -hmm. If somebody's offering you, if Facebook is offering you the metaverse, what does it offer? What does it fix? Like when the iPhone came out, it fixed things. Mm -hmm. You could have all this stuff right in the palm of your hand. Right. You could do this and you could do that. You could have a calculator on with a camera. Right. You could text people. You could do all this stuff. And that was new things to do. Yeah, Dino. Yeah. Creative director. Dan. But but what does it fix? And that's the question you have to ask with these cults. What does this really fix? What am I getting out of it? What's yeah. my return? Yeah. Instead of losing family members, right. losing friends, 
all of this stuff. It's losing really, money. Yeah, losing money. Because at the end, they all end up broke. Yeah. And not just financially. They end up physically, broke. Physically, emotionally yeah. broken. Yep. And uh, and they have no one to rely on, no nope. one to turn to. It's really sad. Like it at is. the end of it, like you I know look what else at is it, sad? What's that? Me being in Facebook jail. Again. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I want to come out with the newsletter because, well, this is why I stopped posting on Facebook because yeah. shit with the shit that comes out of my mouth, I'm going to end up in jail. And then I can't tell people when the next episode's coming. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's sad. And, and like with Nexium, what I thought was just totally sad is like, here's this whole thing tearing down. It's tearing down left and right. And all this bad shit's coming out. And that Battlestar Galactica girl mm-hmm. was out with the other people that are still following this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dancing outside of where he was in prison. Yes. When he was getting um, convicted. Yes. Like he was getting sentenced. Yes. And they're out there dancing. Yeah. And I'm sitting there just like, it's amazing how far people will go. Mm-hmm. Even, and again, this is the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Type thing where it's just so uncomfortable to go in that direction. Yeah. And I mean, on the other hand, too, I think all these other people, aside from Keith, got off the hook in a massive way. Off the hook in a massive way. Yeah. I Allison Mack should have been put away for a long time. Yeah. And I, I get that I get the Edmondson, the Canadian chick. Who was on the vow? Yeah. I get she blew the lid on it. But yes. Here's the thing 80% of the roster came from her. Yeah. She also brought a ton of people into. She brought Allison Mack in. She brought Allison Mack in. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, she's an integral piece. Yeah. And this is where I, you know, I differ from a lot of people. I think you need to be punished for the shit you do wrong. Yeah. Because it yeah. sends a message out to the others and says, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be an Allison Mack. You know, I right. don't want to, you yeah. know, and now you're looking at the Epstein case coming up, which yeah. I wanted to tie this into here. Cause if you think this Keith Rainier, Ranieri, this idiot mm-hmm. who really didn't have much money. Yeah. No. You know, and look at what the hell he spun up. Yeah. Now we'll get into Scientology later, later on. Cause we're doing all these other ones. Yeah. Because they all have these includes like Scientology is like the grandfather of them all yeah. in a lot of regards. But you look at the Epstein thing, look at how financed that was. Yeah. Look at the big players involved. Well, in that. I, I, with all due respect, that's still going just well, because Jocelyne and Epstein are out. That's a very networked in. Oh, you know, somebody else is steering the ship on yeah, that. You know, yeah. that's still going. But again, Maxwell, she did the same thing that Keith did. Approached these young women and was like, you want to have more power in your life? You want to be around the most powerful people in the world? Yeah. You want to, I got to laugh that she's, she went through that whole trial and none of that came up. Yeah. Like her, 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 her griff, you know, her, her, Doesn't her matter. for it. Well, no, because they're trying to avoid that huge giant elephant in the room, which yeah, is the people be- that are involved exactly. in this thing. Because they're all involved in it. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, back when people people might not know this, but, like, when Heidi Fleiss 
the oh my god the when she, she had that black book she, and they released the and names they released from the, the names black of the black book. book and all these people are like fuck you know yeah and I gotta laugh they did the same thing with um what was the the other website oh. Fuck, it was where the married guys could go on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, they released who was in their roster. Yeah. It was the... Yeah, I forget the name of that, and it's right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. But, uh, but, Somebody but, out there screaming But at... even these cults, like everybody and their brother knows that Tom Cruise is in Scientology, and John yeah. Travolta's in Scientology, and everybody knows what Scientology's fucking about now. If yeah. not, you're going to find out later on in the yeah. fucking year. But... And that's where I realized, like, the whole Epstein thing is so fucking bad that they won't even go near it. Yeah. They won't even go near it. Yep. And it, and it just amazes me. And, like, the biggest laugh I had was Clinton was on the flight logs for yeah. the Lolita Express, like, 36 trips. Yeah. And yet he's standing on a stage for this thing that's to empower women. And I'm sitting there looking like, what planet am I fucking on right now when I see this type of stuff? And this is where, again, I say it's the battle for your mind. Yeah. You got to be careful with this stuff. Yes, you do. And it's even when you're going to buy a car. You and I would buy a car and I just see the patter of a salesperson and he go right to you and be like, well, it's got these seatbelt things and it's got, you know, they're trying to find that connection with you because if you like the color, oh, I'm getting it. And if you like that color, you're going to talk me into getting it. Mm -hmm. And that's how all this shit works. You got to be careful with it because if they got the right color, who cares what the fucking car is? Yeah. And that's a terrible situation to be in. But hey. You know, but here we are. But yeah, if you haven't been familiar with Solomon Ash, definitely check him out. It's definitely that study is it's revealing and it it honestly scares it should it should scare the hell out of you. It won't. It won't. But but it should. It should. Um, Next week. So we're diving into the murder of Hella Crafts. Now, you probably don't know what that means. Just hearing her name. Yeah. Um, You might know. You might know it by the wood chipper murder, but mm-hmm. more importantly, her murder was the inspiration for what you saw in Fargo. Yeah. And it was part of it. Well, I think it was more just the fact that well, we'll get into that yeah. next week. Yeah. I think the interesting part of it was the forensic work they did on it. It was actually the was, first uh, time in Connecticut do that Do we want to talk about that or Well, we'll we'll get into it, yeah. but it, it's the first time that they actually used a whole lot of science. Yeah. To... But that case is interesting. I mean, if you haven't heard of it, it's interesting in the fact that um, it was the first time somebody got convicted for a certain reason. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and we'll leave that as the, uh, the hook. Stop so playing with your glasses. What? They're my glasses. Yeah, but all you can hear is click, 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 stop, click, 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 click. Stop getting into Facebook jail. I like how I you're in jail and I'm not. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so for future reference, mm-hmm. if you're jokingly saying that if you, you know, you can get rid of this, I don't care, but if you try and take such and such from me, yeah. I'll cut you, yeah. you absolutely end up in Facebook jail. And don't even think about posting the picture of Bert 
where he's all naked, but you can't really see anything important because yeah. you'll get bitten Facebook jail for I that, I think that's too. more of a service for Bert. But the I'll cut you thing is funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's... All I said was, don't take my air conditioning because I'll cut you. Yeah. And I stand by it. Well, we don't want to trigger anybody, babe. So... Well, from now on, there's people that probably cut themselves, you know, because they're in pain. Well, I bet if they had air conditioning, they'd be pretty happy. Well, maybe. However, uh, one one item to bring up before we head out. Uh, It's more of a just a a request that we haven't done in a long time. If you uh, know someone that be interested in the podcast, please let them know. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't rated our podcast. Yeah, and um, you're, I know a you're lot listening. of you are listening on Apple. So come on. No, we'd appreciate it with Apple a, if you could a give rating. us a, a good, uh, good rating. You don't have to leave a comment, but here's the thing: ratings and reviews gets our podcast out to more people. So, like when people search horror, it helps bump us up so that they can actually see us. So, to- if you'd like to do very little, it takes very little effort on yeah. your part. But would be a huge help for us, the little rate and or review. Yeah. No, like I said, uh, you know, only positive ones, please. But the, uh, <laughs> but no. It Great just, podcast. I love it. Wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Three out of five stars. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, uh, no, but we, we'd appreciate it. It'd help us out a lot. We don't advertise at all. We don't. Uh, we're a word of mouth you uh, campaign. No. No commercial interruptions. Well, no, and our hands are tied. No, I'm saying we don't advertise like out. We don't. Like we don't. We don't. We don't do ads here to make money. We don't do anything. But I don't, we don't do Facebook campaigns and we don't do Instagram campaigns and we're not on Instagram or we're on Instagram and Facebook. We're not on Twitter. We're not on all this stuff. And I know I've talked to people and they're, oh, well, you know, it would help you, it'd help you, but I just can't stand Twitter. Uh, so like I said, if you're an Apple subscriber, definitely scroll down, get onto our main page, give us a load us up with stars and, uh, stars. They're free. Yeah. Yeah. We really, really appreciate it. And with that being said, number one, no Ouija boards. Number two, no dolls. Three, no capes. Four, no blood rituals. Five, no cults satanic or otherwise and don't let anybody brand you yeah i don't care what they're selling you yeah oh my god it'll be great we all have this i'm gonna have the connected i'm gonna have the pull my finger cult you just everybody pulls fingers and they fart and that's it that's all you do it's a secret handshake that's not so secret everybody knows it it's a dude thing get a lot of membership really fast Number six. No apathy. Yeah. We need to act to enact a positive change in this world. No more sitting on the sidelines. Suit up. Get your hands dirty. Yeah. Go to an executive success program. Spend $7,500. Learn how to shake some hands. Yeah. 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 Just do it. Get in the game. (laughs) Well, folks, have a wonderful day. A wonderful week. And please make good choices. (laughs) Take care.